Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! Hello, everybody. This is your boy, B-Rob, here with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. It's a tongue twister. First and foremost, before I start the show, I'd like to thank you, the listener. Yes, you, the one that's listening to my voice right now in your headphones or in your car or on your tablets or whatever it is that you use to listen to podcasts with. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Today, I have a guest. Yeah, cool guest. Goes by the name of Choo Choo Stew on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at C-H-O-O-C-H-O-O underscore Stew. And he's a fan. He's a fan of my show. Yay. Awesome. Um, The reason he wound up being on the podcast is simply because that he told me that he was listening to the show. And, you know, I have, you know, people that retweet me, people I know personally that say they listen to the show because, hell, I didn't ask them like 80,000 times to do so. And then becoming a podcaster, I've um kind of networked with other podcasts and they've listened to the show and gave me some hips, some hips, the hips don't lie, some hints and tips to try to make my podcast better or some different things they incorporate. So I know they listen to the show. But this is like one of the first fans that has come to me and said that, hey, I listen to your show. And I was like, I was taken back. I was like, oh, I didn't know how to feel about it. I felt it in my in my chest cavity. And my first response to that was thank you, first of all. And immediately following that, I asked him if he wanted to be on the podcast. I mean, what fan wouldn't want that, you know? Say, um, I mean, name your favorite actor. Name your favorite TV personality. If they had a show that you, that you were a fan of and you just, you know, threw a random tweet out there into the abyss of Twitter and they got it and they asked you to be on that show that you like or love so much, wouldn't you take advantage? So, I mean... I don't know if you feel as passionate about my podcast as I just kind of, you know, verbally displayed there, but that that's how it played out in my mind. That's how I thought it was. <laughs> so, I mean, I reached out to him. I asked him, hey, man, you like the show? Why don't you be on the show? This show is for you. So why don't you be on the show as well? I mean, we can share. It's both ours, but we just keep it at my house, you know, and um, he obliged. Now, he's no rookie to the podcast game. As far as a listener goes, um, from what he said um, when we were recording, he's been listening to podcasts for over 10 years now. Uh, podcasts have been around that long, but in the beginning, it was very primitive. Even some of them you had to pay for to listen. So, yeah, he's an OG when it comes to the listening game. And um, he is a co-host on the Cave Crew radio podcast, which I got some um, cool guys over there. Um, they come from all over. He is currently living in London. Uh, one of the hosts live in Canada, and one of the hosts live in New York. So 
they all come together once a week and they do a live podcast. I think is um every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. I could be pulling that out of my ass because my memory is bad and I could just be making up numbers that sound good in my head. But you can um follow them on Twitter at the freaking Cave Crew Radio on Twitter and CaveCrewRadio.com. So get you some more information. That's a new podcast to put in your freaking queue there to listen to and be entertained by their audio stylings. But I mean, it, it was great. I mean, this, as far as having a guest on the show, um, I mean, I would say be random, but at the same time, the way he presented himself and the way we had the back and forth. I mean, it was pretty much, I felt like I was on his show or whatever, but I mean, dude is mad cool, which mad as a, descriptor sounds weird coming from me since i'm southern ish so yeah i mean i'm gonna I'm just let you listen to it because it was it was fun doing it was a great interview in my eyes and ears and you know i'm excited to share this uh edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast with you all um before we get into it i have a voicemail yay you can reach my voicemail at 304-TALK-ROB. See, it's easy. You talk to Rob. That's 304-TALK-ROB. Numerical version is 304-825-5762. That's 304-825-5762. Leave me a random, random voicemail, please. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, I, I throw it out there. It's, it's another avenue of approach, another way to get your voice heard and things like that, other than starting your own podcast, which I highly recommend if you have the means to. So, yay. But um, this is my first inaugural voicemails. You're going to hear them here now on the on, on my podcast. So what I'm going to do is I had two, well, three of them. I got uh, two of my homeboys from back at home that I grew up with. I gave him the number, had him call in, just like, hey, man, I want to test this shit out, see how it sounds. So through Google Voice, I set up this voicemail thing, my bobber, and um, I had them call in. And what uh, Google Voice does, because that's the service I have it through, Google Voice, they produce a transcript from the audio. So whatever you say on the voicemail, it um, gives you text for what you said you know it's like your own personal stenographer and shit so these things come out fucked up obviously google has some tuning and tweaking they need to do but um what i'm gonna do with um the freaking podcast well not the podcast the voicemails is um whenever you submit a voicemail to the show i'm gonna play it and then i'm gonna read the transcript that google voice has produced so, right now, I'm going to let you uh, listen to the inaugural voicemails for the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. So, I'm going to go ahead and play them. Then, after it's uh, done playing, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read you the transcript that uh, Google Voice produced. Hey, man, it's Mike, man. I'm just calling in the Rob Ramblings to let you know everything that's going down tonight. I see Roman Reigns and the Usos fixing to face off up against AJ Styles and Anderson and uh I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's 
It's all good. A shout out to my homeboy, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Back at home, me and him freaking went to high school together and everything. But anyway, that was his voicemail. You heard what he was talking about. He was talking about, um, I think it was Monday Night Raw from, I think, two weeks ago or a week ago. Depends on whenever you listen to this shit. Time doesn't matter. But that's what he said. And this is what the Google transcript produced. Hey, man, it's Mike, man. I'm just calling in the driveway. I'm going to let you know everything that's going down tonight. I see you. I can't even say that. I see you real Marinos. So six in the face. I hope again, eight, eight, five out and Anderson. And I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's all good. So yeah, Google need to tighten that up. (laughs) The next voicemail I'm going to play is uh, another one of my friends from back at home, damn Chase, before I even play the voicemail. Now, Chase is a Southern gentleman like myself, but um, he has an accent. And on top of that accent, he has somewhat of a lisp. And on top of that accent, and on top of that lisp, his voice is kind of (laughs) high-pitched. So I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you right now. There's a lot to take into your your brain right now. So I'm going to play his voicemail. And with all that being said, just imagine how uh, his transcript is going to turn out. But anyway, he just left like a a quick five-second voicemail the first time. And then he called back again and did another one just to fuck around. So check it out. He's nuts. (laughs) Got him. Got him. So that was the first voicemail from Chase. And, you know, it was real short. So the transcript read, good evening, daddy, daddy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where it pulled that from. But, I mean, I, I guess it sounds similar, 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 similar. So uh, what's that? Got him, daddy? I don't know. So um, this is the second voicemail that he sent out. scripts uh did this time so what we got we got so let's try to get in the gate dakota trade group you have see if they can ask any this time hello my name is justin chase campbell voicemail for my name is jeff this is a voicemail repeat the voicemail my name is jeff get him i got him Visa, dead, peace, notes, got your, got him. God, good evening, daddy, daddy, goodbye. So, I mean, that's not even my my, my name because he was using my government name, which I'm, I blotted out. I mean, it's, it's not that I don't want you to know who I am. I just don't want to throw it out there all freely and willy-nilly like that. 
but it said my name all kinds of wrong. It's not my first name. The first time it said the last name, it was a, a different variation of my last name. It got my last name to write the first time, but the first name was still wrong. It was nowhere near it. I have more letters and syllables and shit. And then the rest of it was just bagod ugly. So, yeah, Google, once again, tighten up your shit. All right, I'm going to play the last one. And this is my first official voicemail to the show. And it comes from the man that I stole the idea from, Sean motherfucking Fuller from the Horribly Awkward podcast and Horrible Gamers. Shout outs to Jesus, my Lord and Savior of the video game world. And so I'm going to go ahead and play his voicemail. And then I'm going to play his transcript. Well, not play his transcript. I'm going to read his transcript. Because, I mean, it's awkward. Awkward. Horribly awkward trying to read these transcripts because i mean it you put sentences together in your mind but when you when they're all fragmented and out of sorts like this it's kind of hard to read them but yeah i'm gonna do that here's sean's voicemail what's up rob it's sean awkward sean i'm working you can't tell i got the pressure washer in the background hey, i got hey, you probably listen right here i got my pressure washer hold hold yeah, like, this is official. I'm working. I'm listening to your podcast. You just dropped your first mail line. So I call. Dude, why are you still my ideas, bro? All right, man. So I want you to send me your address. And I'm taking the first flight out. I'll meet you over there. And we're going to sell this man-to-man. Because, uh, you know, man, I, I have very little ideas. And when someone stole one, that's like a negative one for me. So now I'm in, I'm in like, negative ten ideas. Because people keep stealing my ideas. Anyway, yeah, man, I just want to say what's up, and um, yeah, dude, so have a good one, and I'll talk later. And that was Sean from the Horribly Awkward Podcast, and anytime I hear from Sean, it's, 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 it's freaking great, so I'm going uh, to read his Google transcript. What up, brother? It's Sean, McHorse Sean. I'm working the cap. Tell I got a pressure washer in the background, hey? I guess you probably left it here because I got a period right there. I got my pressure washer home. Yeah, Rick, this is official. I'm working. I listened to your podcast. You just got a voicemail. Why? So I called. Dude, why so much here, bro? All right, man. Don't send me your address. I'm taking the first flight out. I'll meet you over there. We're going to spoke <laughs> with Manny men, cause you know, man, I have very little idea. They want someone to feel one. That's like negative one for me. And now I'm at home in like negative 10 years. So see if we can still many ideas, my ideas. I'm sorry. Any, anyway, yeah, man, just wanted to say what's up. And yeah, I do. So have a good one. And also, I guess later. Oh, man, that was horrible to read. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm keep reading these shits because this is make my brain hurt. I'm trying to look at all this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that was all the voicemails. Now. I'm I'm done. I, I'm, I done rambled enough in the intro, but we're going to roll into the audio goodness with choo choo stew from the. Cave Crew Radio Podcast on this edition 
of random ramblings with Rob. Like I said, there's no format to this. I'm just chatting with a gentleman on the other side of the screen here. How you doing? That's it. How you doing? I'm very, uh, very pleased and humbled to be invited onto your show. Uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. About, uh, ra- random ramblings with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in my mind, when I was uh, thinking about doing the podcast and everything, I know as far as like a logo or something that I want to do for the show, I wanted to have three R's in there. So Rob is me. Random is what I've been told I've been all my life. And Ramble, I just, I like, that was another R. So bam, there it is. <laughs> but I I didn't really think it out. I just put it out there. I was like, all right, there it is. <laughs> uh, my, my daughter, my surname begins with R. And my daughter is a Rebecca Rose. So she's a three R's as well, like, you know. Not by coincidence, we're here talking right now. Then <laughs> that's it. So, what got you into the podcasting in the first place? Yeah, see, that was going to be my question to you. But oh, sorry, man. No, you're Let's good. start you're that good. again. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, um, I listen to a lot of them. Um, I'm a big professional wrestling fan, so I started off with those. Um, I started listening to uh, different wrestling podcasts and everything like that. And then um, I was just like, well, why limit myself to one particular brand of podcast? Let me see what else is out there. So then I started listening to the standards like the Kevin Smith and the Joe Rogan and, you know, all the name brand things. And um, I listened to quite a few of those. And I was like, man, they sound like they're having fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. And originally what I wanted to do was have somebody else do it with me. But I couldn't find nobody that had the time or whatever. But I was like, well. I'm not gonna let that stop me from doing it because it's something I want to do. So there it is. Started recording. I got a whole bunch of equipment that I didn't need, <laughs> and here I am. Yeah, you're 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 clued up there with your your big old microphone, your pop your pop shield. <laughs> yeah, that was all on a recommendation. I would I couldn't even tell you what this was a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> It all looks good, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, as long as it looks and good, I'm, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it all it all helps with the sound quality, like you know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, the only time that I can tell the difference is probably between maybe episode one and maybe five, because I think around five is when I actually started getting the different things and everything. I think um, I've listened to more or less all of your podcasts, probably. I've sort of gone right back mm-hmm. and um, I've sort of skipped a bit and listened to the latest one without listening to a sort of two back and stuff like that. But the, your sound quality is all right. But sometimes the guest, it's always awkward with the guest because you've got no real control over it unless you've got a mixer. But even then, yeah. if they're on a, like a, a cell phone or something like that, yeah. it's your... You're in the land of the gods, really. Yeah, that's that's the majority of um, what they all have been. Every, every last one of them, except for, um, I think, episode um, was 16 and 7, no, 15 and 16. That was the only one that he actually had a computer. Everybody yeah, else yeah. has been on the cell phone or they've been right there in the room with me. The earlier yeah. ones, I think one through five is when I had the one solo microphone. It was just like a, a whole crowd of us in a room just talking around the iPad. So, <laughs> yeah, man. 
Yeah, so I've been I've been doing the old podcast thing like as a listener for probably about ten years, I'd imagine now. And I started off with all of these uh, sort of commercial type uh, podcasts, the the sort of the big daddies of the game, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And uh, I used to get all my news from there. Yeah. You know, I used to listen to news shows and sort of everything that anything everything and everything really music news and then i started to discover little by little that there was these sort of small guys doing podcasts from their home and stuff like that and and i really got into it It probably took me about two or three years i was paying for podcasts initially i used to pay uh you know it was it was only a little bit of money but still i was paying for it you are truly a fan, sir. <laughs> well, no, that was in the beginning because I used to listen to them at work, right? Yeah. And driving a train, you're not allowed to be listening to anything. So music, you know, you can have an iPod with sort of 10,000 tracks on it. But after a while, if you're doing that day after day, it gets very boring. Yes. And and you know you skip to your favorites and you can only listen to your favorites so much so i started listening to the uh, to the audio podcasts uh as i say i discovered like the uh <clears throat> the guy from his bedroom doing a podcast and groups of guys or ladies and i think this is a lot more entertaining there was no uh, limits of what they could say or what they couldn't say yeah and I've been doing, so I've been doing that for about 10, must be 10 years at least, just as a listener. And then about a year or so, just over a year ago, I was, I found a fairly new podcast to me and they said something about, Oh, let us know if you like the show and all that. And I'd never done that before. So I just dropped them an email and I just said, uh, Oh, yeah, just to let you know, I'm listening, guys, and stuff like that, and really enjoy your show. And this is the Cave Crew Radio. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ken, uh, DK, who emailed me back and said, oh, you know, I'm glad you're listening, where you're listening, why are you listening, blah, blah, blah. And a year down the line, I'm now a co-host on their show, which is really nice. Yeah, and that's real interesting because I'm like, I got the follow from you or whatever. And um, I remember telling you thank you, and you told me that you listened. And that's what, you know, I was like, wow. You know, th- you are like one of the only ones on Twitter that I know other than, um, you know, some of the other podcasters or people that I work with that I know that know I have a show that said, yeah. hey, I'm listening. You and I, yeah. like another, one other guy. So I was like, hey, I just reached out I- just like that. It's <clears throat> like, you want to listen and you want to be on the show? That's what it is all about. It's yeah. random guests. <laughs> I think being like uh, yourself as a podcaster, there's a, there's a limit to how much sort of your friends and family and the people you know will listen, and there's got to come a time where that detaches, and yeah. you've then got your own proper listenership. If you get what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I totally because understand. it's like selling insurance, you get a new job or something. Selling insurance, you, the first people you go is, you know to your, your parents, your brothers, sisters, your yeah. friends, or whatever it is, you know. People you know. But that dies off, and then you, you're you sinking or swimming then, I suppose, after that. Yeah, because I can remember when I first started, um, 
I just I had a whole bunch of little what they had, I had a whole bunch of little uh, business cards or whatever for my podcast because um right now I'm currently transitioning out of the military and um, okay doing uh job hunts and everything like that so I freaking um I made some business cards to go with my resumes and um what it was Vistaprint they was like here for a yeah, dollar, yeah. for a dollar fifty you can have five hundred more cards so I was like well hell what the hell am I gonna put on that I don't even have that many resumes and then I just made um, <laughs> the yeah. cards for the oh, podcast cool, so I just started handing those out to people I know it's like hey I got a show hey I got a show <laughs> and then what so I- what going going back to your transitioning what does that mean have you have you left the you you're in the Marines yeah yeah yeah. So have you left the? Uh, have you left that? No, I'm still in. So you're still in. I I got a couple more months. So between now and the time that I actually retire, I'm just you know doing the job hunt now. So I can whenever I make the transition out, I just walk right into another job. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how's life been doing that? Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the past 16 years, it's just been, I've been given a job. So it's just like, I go up to a n- new duty station and be like, here, this is what you're going to be doing. All right. I settle in, yeah. start getting the job done. Now it's not that anymore. I have to actually go pursue the job. The job doesn't come to me. Yeah. Yeah. So have, have you, uh, have you traveled the world during it? Well, obviously you've been to Iraq or is it Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both. But- and uh, what about other places in the world, or is that the limits? As far as me going overseas and everything, that's really the only places I've been, Iraq and Afghanistan. But um, I think the other places that I've been has only been because I was transitioning to those places. So I've been to, like, Ireland on a stop, Germany on a stop. Um, I think there's some other places that I don't really remember, but it's not we weren't there for a extensive amount of time. We was just there passing through on the way to another place. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you're done like Afghanistan, um, Iraq and stuff, was your heart in your mouth the whole time? Was you like, it was at first. Man, it's, <laughs> it was at first. Fuck. Yeah. You know? It was scary just, the first uh, time around. Cause it was nothing there. It was nothing established. We were going in fresh. So we had to yeah. build up a lot of things. We had to build rapport with the um, locals. And yeah, try not to get killed. But after we've been yeah, there man. multiple times and, you know, we've established that rapport and, you know, we n- know our way around the land and everything, it, it got easier and easier. I mean, it's never easy, but it was easier no. than it was before. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some stories and that I've listened to podcasts and even audio books and stuff like that about people's experiences, uh, uh, during the wars and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, man, it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you slept. <laughs> yeah, it got it got hairy. But um, what I do, I try to remember the good times that came out of it and all the people that I met because of it. I was fortunate yeah. not to be in those hairy situations. I mean, I had a few, but not, you know, extremely grave or anything like that. So I mean I've I've been fortunate. I'm I'm here. We podcasting together right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's just uh no, I, I don't envy your uh, situation. You've you and your uh fellow soldiers have sort of uh have put yourself through, you know. But uh 
No, hats off to all of you guys anyway, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And as I say on all my podcasts, I appreciate you too, the listener. Yeah, so uh, have you got a have you got a worldwide following yet? Um from I think total between I think I started in January, what is May now. I think total overall I got close to a thousand plays or at least button clicks anyway on the podcast. And um as far as a list of you know, I got London, um Bahrain brazil so i mean it's, it's scattered all over the place nothing yeah. really too consistent or maybe around germany and um yeah. australia and new zealand because i know a couple of people out there now thanks to podcasting <laughs> but yeah. i think germany is quite a big place i've heard lots of other shows saying like germany yeah we've got loads of listeners in germany i don't know what it is about germany they they must be listening to podcasts a lot i don't know because uh, in general it might be new to them because I've always heard out that way music and stuff like that gets there kind of late. So that's why David Hasselhoff and all them big over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, when I started listening to your show and then, uh, I think we, we'd done a little bit on Twitter or something and you said, Oh yeah, do you want to come on? I said, yeah, that'd be fine. And then I started thinking, I don't really know a lot about wrestling. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh shit! But I was going to tell you about um, what I do know about wrestling okay, and my yeah. experiences of wrestling. And my experiences, I, I'm not really a wrestler, as you can see. But uh, on the and you know for that- the people for the people listening, we're we're doing a video chat, so uh, I'm built like a brick shit house. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? This is great because I wasn't going to bring up wrestling at all. So this is no, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> you know, my, my first memories of wrestling uh, as a young kid, say from from when I can remember, really, say from about six, seven, eight years old, I used to go to my grandmother's house every Saturday afternoon. And in the UK, every Saturday afternoon on the BBC was wrestling. Now it's not wrestling. I don't know if you ever have you ever seen videos of British wrestling, Some. but it's not. There's no glitz and glam like like there is in the USA. Yeah. And it's like I'm sure it's a smaller ring. And we used to have people. Uh, two of the people I can think of as the stars were Big Daddy. Yeah, I heard of him. And the Giant Haystacks. Yeah, I heard of both of them. Who, and the Giant Haystacks was just this huge fellow I think he was like getting on for seven foot tall and he was he was basically just big he wasn't muscular or anything like that he was just a big fat bloke with a big beard and the big daddy was probably I'm guessing six foot maximum probably probably a lot less and he was just a big fat man like you know he was just (laughs) big not rippled fat but it was just like big just wild, a big, like a water balloon. <laughs> so, so getting back to my grandmother's place. So every Saturday afternoon, I'd go around there. We, I used to go shopping with my parents or something like that. They'd drop me around my grandmother's house. She'd make us an ice cup of tea and a slice of cake, <laughs> and we'd sit and watch uh, wrestling. And <clears throat> I think around the ring was mainly old people. Yeah, it was like an old lady sport. It was really strange. It was like lots of old people watching it and shouting and screaming and sort of, you know, 
given the uh, given the the baddie loads of abuse. <laughs> so that was my sort of first real experience of wrestling, and and then until it, I don't know when it got big. When did the uh, wrestling get big over there, or has it always been big? Well, I mean, I think. When it had to boom as long as I've been alive, I think it was around maybe it was into the nineties. I want to say maybe ninety six, ninety seven ish, maybe a little yeah. bit beyond that. But that's from what I can remember. Uh, wrestling yeah. was real big because I mean, so I really, so I, I lost touch with the wrestling for it. It died a death here on a TV, and until my little boy was born in uh, two thousand and three. Hey, what, and, what month? Uh, September 2003, he was born. Okay, that was almost around my kid. My son is uh, December 2002, closer okay. to the end. Yeah, not not far from each other. But he got into wrestling at what age I can't really remember. He's sort of, he's 12, he's 12, excuse me, he's 12 now. Um, But he got into it. You know, he had the kids at school. They get into something, yeah. and it's all the action figures they buy, or we buy. <laughs> so I like how you put that. <laughs> oh, he was fanatical about wrestling. He knew every. I mean, without even really watching wrestling, he he had all the sticker books, you know. So um, I was down the shops buying these stickers on a regular basis, and then the and the action figures. Oh, oh yeah. daddy, I want to get uh, John Cena. I want to get, um, yeah, exactly. I want to get this one. I want to get that one. And over here, I'm sure they're a lot more expensive over in England, but you're, you're looking at like about 10, 15 quid. That's pounds like for one plastic action figure. And I was buying these like they were going out of fashion and I've still got them. I've still got them all. And sometimes I'll try and buy like a cheaper one. I'll see something like a sort of thrift store, whatever yeah, you call yeah. it, you know, and I'll show him it goes, I've never even heard of that one. You know, they <laughs> throw it back at you. And, uh, and then he said, daddy, I want to buy this wrestling ring. And, uh, I was looking in the, in the shop and it was like, it was like 50 pounds for this plastic. It was just, I don't know, about 14 inches wide or square or whatever. And it's about fifty pounds. And I thought, oh mate, I ain't buying that. So I thought, like, when he was at school one day, I went and brought like some plywood. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the best and ones. I, <laughs> yeah, man. And I made this. Uh, I made this wrestling ring for him. I tell you, it was absolutely brilliant. And I and I I covered the whole floor with a Union Jack flag, like with the old British flag. And uh, I had all the ropes. I brought some lovely, like, nice rope from the DIY store. I looked at business, man. <laughs> and then so uh, when he came home from school, I had it on the table with his action figures and whatever there. Oh. So, um, but then he did want to go to see the uh, WWE live. Yeah. Is it WWE? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So they had that Wembley Stadium here, or Wembley Arena. And... uh that's going back of or oh, a couple of t- probably about two or three years ago, and the prices of the tickets I don't know about over there, but man, it's like you've got to take out a mortgage, <laughs> and it to get a ticket. Yeah, eh? These guys are like bleeding rock stars, aren't they? Yeah, yes, they are. 
I just been fortunate as far as tickets go, because um, as far as WWE is, is um, as long as I'm an active duty military member and I have um my valid ID, I get a free ticket. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's cool, man. See, but this is the thing with that, though. I mean, yeah, that's great. But other than being here where I'm currently stationed at now for the past, what, two years now, there's never been wrestling around me, so I couldn't take advantage of it. <laughs> so is that is that not your hometown there where you are? No. No. I'm uh, in, okay. I'm in Missouri now, but um, where I'm originally from is Louisiana. That's roughly okay. 12 hours away from here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you still a fair old trek from, from home, though. Yeah, so this wrestling was like, um, I think it was about £100 a ticket for one ticket. So we, what's that, about $160 or something like that? Yeah, that's... that's Is that quite expensive or not? Yeah, that is. In, it is well, for me, man. Well, where were you sitting? Fucking miles away. Oh, yeah, yeah, you get, you get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the problem even if you want to go to a concert like my daughter and I, I'm sorry to swear but my daughter wanted to go and see Adele yeah oh yeah you, go, you about to pay uh, out the nose for that <laughs> she wanted to go and see Adele and the tickets were online at like 8am and she said make sure you're getting there so 7am I'm on the computer and I'm uh, I've logged on to it and you have to log in and then go into like a waiting room online. And I'm there from 8am when it opened until about 10am. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And at 10am, sorry, we've sold out. I'm queuing two hours yeah. online for someone I don't even want to see. And it's sold the fuck out. <laughs> and, the, and the prices of the tickets were like, getting back to like how far away you are. I mean, like the, the sizes of these arenas these days... They're like, you need binoculars to see it. Basically, you're going to pay to go and see someone on a screen that's performing somewhere near you. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't get Adele tickets, but I did manage to get to see uh, the wrestling. But it, I say it was too far. But I, I have found a cheaper option. But my boy's not really into wrestling now. But So the last couple of years, uh, we have wrestling that sort of tours the area yeah yeah and they set up in sort of church halls and local sort of assembly halls that are a lot smaller than these arenas they sort of hold maybe a couple of hundred people or something like that and you can get in there for like three pounds or five pounds or something like that and exactly what you're talking about (laughs) it's not it's not quite the same as as watching your superstar wrestlers but they put on a show all the same and uh you know and you can see it right up close. But oh, yeah. we we only went two or three times, but my boy's now sort of into his uh, PlayStation more than anything else, you know. So he's like that most of the time, you know, holding on to this controller. What do you want? What do you want? You know? Oh, man, don't even get me started on that. My boy, I mean, I have to I have to physically make him go outside. If If, if, if I left him to his own devices... Let's just say on a Saturday, a weekend, no school. Yeah. He can wake up at eight in the morning. If I just gave him free reign to do whatever the hell he want from eight in the morning to probably maybe even past midnight that night, he will stay in that room on that game and I will not see him all day. Yeah. 
yeah. the only problem, probably the only times I would see him is if he came out the room to go use the bathroom or something like that, or maybe yeah. make a snack. But I would not. Yeah, see he might him all get day. he might get hungry. Might. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's the same with my boy, and it's like I'm calling him, and I'm saying like Oscar, and no answer, like, Oscar, and now I f- I have to phone him. <laughs> <laughs> I phone him because yeah, I said, uh, your dinner's ready. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And he comes down and has his dinner. But I always make sure he does his homework. He's done your homework. And he is he is quite good at doing his homework yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm quite pleased about that. But he can stay up there. He, I'll have friends come around knocking at the door. And they go up there and they're all doing that. Oh, yeah. or he's got a headset with a microphone. <laughs> and my wife say, who's that talking? And he's online to his friends at school yeah. and they're playing some, I mean, he hasn't even got a lot of games, not as far as I know anyway, you know, and that's another thing. They're very pricey over here as well. Yeah. I've heard cause like, um, I think a new game here is, uh, maybe what? $60. Uh, I've yeah. heard games out there being like a hundred and some odd dollars. If you convert it to American. Like yeah, yeah, over hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just daylight robbery, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So hopefully, he just maintain his school grades, and he just go make his own games. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at least one thing he is doing well at the school. So, you know, yeah. I did. I held off for years with all these games. I only, I've only just got him the PS4 at Christmas, just gone, and. He'd been asking for years, you know, for games, and I, I just held off it. I said, "No, don't want, don't want it, don't want it." And uh, you know, you can go out. You've got a bike. Go out on your bike. <laughs> we go cycling, and we used to do that quite a lot, you know. But he does play football, you know, soccer every sort of well three times a week during the season, and once a week sort of off season. So he's sort of still keeping fit and stuff like that, and he stays behind at school playing football so i suppose you can't grumble with things like that you know yeah that's great like i like i said if i don't make him do it he won't do it because like he came up to me maybe a handful of times so i'm like i want to play soccer i was like all right whenever soccer come around let me know we'll get you in soccer come around he don't say a word he's like all right i want to play football i was like all right we play football when football season come around let me know we get you signed up football season come around he don't say nothing So he just, unless I'm, I take him by the collar and make him go in there, he ain't going to do it. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard with the kids. Have, have you just got one? How many you got? Oh, I got a three. He's the middle child. So I got the, um, the older one. She is 15. He is 13. And then I got the baby. She five. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a 15-year-old daughter. And... uh and an 11-year-old daughter, and Oscar's 12, you know. Well, yeah, but it's, uh, it's hard, clubs, man. Huh? <laughs> Sorry? But, uh, you said the 12 and 11? I've got 11, 12, and 15. Oh, yeah. Those two was back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, man. And they, and they said you couldn't get pregnant while you're breastfeeding. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Oh man, I was so young and stupid in those days. Yeah, 
But and now I'm old and stupid. <laughs> you took the words from me, man. You, oh, man. You're stealing all my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man. But, um, yeah, so uh, what else is happening with you? Uh, other than the transitioning, I mean, not too much of nothing else. Just um, kicking classes I teach out here. So every seven weeks, I get 70 new knuckleheads that we got to train. So what fresh, what basically fresh people are. Yeah. Um, this, this will be their third and final phase as far as training goes. So they'll come in, um, as a recruit, they'll go through boot camp, and after boot camp, they'll go through their infantry training. And then after okay. their infantry training, they'll come to us, which would be their, um, job training or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if they pick my field, which is transportation, they will come okay. here to our school and we train them in transportation and we send them off to the fleet. And they go do their jobs. Are you a good instructor? Uh, I get by. <laughs> See, um, I, I, I'm different. I'm I'm random, if you want to put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. From what I've observed here, as far as instructors go, you know, everyone's different. You know, we're people. But as far as instructors go here, when I sit back and I look at my fellow instructors, I see um, great instructors. I mean, they got they can get up there and they can teach you the ins and outs of the truck. They can teach you the class forward and backwards and everything like that. But um, as far as me, you know, I'm a clown. So I get up there and, you know, I'll watch somebody give a class and they're like, all right, this is A, this is B, this is C. This is D, this is E, this is F, this is G. <laughs> then I get up there, all right, this is A, but we're going to go over here to H, then we're going to come back around to Z, and then I'm going to bring you back to A, and then we're going to talk about C for a little bit again, then we're going to go to G and look at I. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how I do my thing. <laughs> but back to the military, I done uh, a very, very short stint when I was uh, – I think I was 17. Uh, I just turned, I think I just turned 17. And <laughs> stupidly, I sort of uh, signed up. And then when I got in, I realized I'd sort of signed up for 22 years. That's what oh. you'd sign up for. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, in the Royal Navy. And. I should have, st- in hindsight, I sort of should have stayed it. You know, like you look back through your life and what you've done and stuff like that. And in hindsight, I should have stayed in. But all I'd done was the, I'd done the basic training. And just at the end, I signed, I, I signed out and went back on civilian street on Sibby street, you know, yeah. but, uh, but I don't know the training. Oh, I don't know the sort of, well, I don't know the hard bit of getting through that. And, uh, Christmas came along, I sort of halfway through the basic training, and they gave us two weeks holiday. Oh yeah! So, so we went back home, and uh, and I thought, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go back. <laughs> That's how they get but you. In, yeah, but in hindsight, they shouldn't have gave us that that holiday at Christmas, and I'd have probably I would have done my twenty two years by now probably, but um, well definitely, but. Uh, I went. I went into the navy to be a chef. Oh, okay. 
master of the culinary arts. <laughs> well, I uh, when I left school, I um, I got myself an apprenticeship as a chef, and uh, I worked in a London hotel up in the West End, and I done my apprenticeship. I my first bit, I done that for a year or so before leaving for the. Uh, I think I'd done it before that. Yeah, I'd done that for a year or so. And then I joined the Navy. Then I come out and all I was interested in was the qualifications. <laughs> and, the, and the Navy said to me, you, the Navy said to me, you wouldn't get your qualifications. It might not be for quite a few years before you qualified properly. And I was, you're 17, you're young, you know, and yeah. you're just thinking sort of short term all the time. And I think, no, I can't wait years for my qualifications. And, I came back out and sort of still carried on studying. I ended up doing it for like 16 years and uh, sort of had an enjoyable career, most of it as a, as a chef, you know, quite a, yeah, it's quite a sort of trade to get into. So you said your oldest one is a, what, 13 again? 15. 15. So that same age as mine. So you, but how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, I reckon I'm older than you. But, uh, I'm a. How old am I? I'm. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I was born in '69. Oh, hey, yeah, '69. That's a good number. All right, yeah, you're just a little bit older than me. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. So, when when did the kids come around? Like the first a one. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. What month? Oh, what month? Sorry, man. I didn't quite get there. Uh, October. She was actually born on my birthday. Oh, shit. You got double presents. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? My wife went into labor. Um, I think I was, I'm October the 15th. And she was, uh, she went into labor on about the 14th. It might have even been the 13th, quite late at night. And so we got to the hospital. And she was in labor 24 hours. And all I was going is, hold on, hold on, because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she, it went past the midnight on my birthday. And then she was born, yeah, around 3 a.m., something like that, 2 or 3 a.m. And I said, yes. That's great. But little did I know that was going to be my last birthday for many years. Oh, yeah. You, you lose them after that. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone's like, oh, it's her birthday, it's her birthday. Then, like, even when they get a bit older and you say, no, it's daddy's birthday as well. No, it's not daddy's birthday. No, it's my birthday. <laughs> but, uh, so I haven't really had a birthday for 15 years. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, that was quite nice to have one born on, born on, your, on your actual birthday. I was quite pleased with that. Yeah. It's quite good timing. I missed the first one. As far as the birth goes. So you was a why, yeah? Yeah, well, it was, I was, but I, I wouldn't like overseas and nothing like that. The way it went down is, um, like right before we graduated high school, I got her pregnant. And then I went into the military shortly thereafter. So while she was going through the pregnancy and everything, I was pretty much gone the whole time. I was at a boot camp. Then I went to, um, training. Yeah, that's that's the older one right there. Here, come here. <laughs> she got all this. She got my wife wig on right now. 
Yeah. So I was away at boot camp while she was pregnant. I was at um infantry training while she was pregnant. Um, I went to my MOS school while she was pregnant. So I was gone pretty much the whole pregnancy. When I got to my first duty station, I was letting them know, hey, she's due in February uh, around this time. And it was already December when I got there. So I was like, hey, I plan on taking leave in January so I can be there in enough time for her to have a baby. And it was all set. Had me down in the books. I'm going to leave um, beginning of February um, to go be there for the birth of my first child. January freaking 21st, she had a baby. <laughs> so early. I missed that. <laughs> and I couldn't get home in time enough to be there for it. But I was there re- shortly thereafter. Oh, man. But, yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I say that from a military standpoint. I mean, it should never happen at all. But, I mean... I take it to the effect that, hey, I signed up to go do this and serve my country and be here and be there. And, you know, me and her at the time were both under that uh, under that understanding that, hey, I'm going to be going. I can possibly yeah. miss this. So Yeah, it's part of the job anyway, isn't it? You know, you sort of... Uh, Doesn't make it suck no less, but... <laughs> man, it was like a war zone where I, where I was standing at the birth. It was like a war zone anyway, you know? Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Did she, did she have the, um, the kids natural? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. Every, all three of mine were C-sections. Oh, man. It, it was only the first two because um, cause I got, this is uh, my second marriage. So my first wife, she was like this tall, <laughs> this big around. <laughs> so she wasn't, there was no way in hell she was pushing them kids out. So she had to have yeah. the C-section for the first two. And this last one with my wife currently, this baby was so big, <laughs> there was no way she was going to push it out. So they had to give her a C-section too. Fuck that, man. Yeah. Um, but I was there for the, the last two and I'm just sitting there like they cutting and hacking and pulling and twisting. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you don't feel none of this? You don't feel none of that right now? And they just laying there like, nah, I'm good. I was like, Okay. <laughs> And my dumb ass, I go around the curtain and I, I kind of like poke it. And I was like, you didn't feel that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I'm very squeamish when it comes to sort of blood and guts. And, uh, I, I tried to see as little as possible, but I'm sure it was, if it wasn't with the first one, it was with the second one that I was sort of stuck at the, at the goal end. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, oh, and uh, I think at one stage, everyone's attention turned to me to make sure I was all right. I, you know, I was going, oh, don't worry, I'm all right. Just uh, concentrate on the wife, you know? Yeah. I'm squeamish to but, a degree. Because, like, I've I seen, I mean, not saying that I'm freaking, I'm like, raw, I done seen some shit. But, like, I've seen my fair share. And, you know, it was like, eh, that's kind of disgusting. But when it comes to uh, anything dealing with, like, the neck, Anything like that? No. Mm-mm. I can't do it at all. <laughs> and then I got plenty tattoos and everything. Yeah, yeah. And everything. But, like, if I had to go to the hospital and give blood or do anything with a needle, I'm like, oh, no. I don't like that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of tattoos as well, and I, I was fine with them. But as, as soon as, like, it gets to, like, I cut my leg open, and I recently cut my thumb open, and I had to have, like, a sort of plastic surgery on it, on my thumb, because I tore through the um nerve Ugh. and 
But when it comes to that, I was sitting there, and it's only my thumb, and I'm sitting there on the operating table, and they didn't put me out, just local when I speak. And she says to me, uh, do you want to watch? No. While we do it? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I just want you to do it and get out of here. And yeah. like, why would I want to watch like something like that, you know? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not down with that. I mean, I had one major surgery ever in my life, and they put me down for that. But um, me and my wife been talking. We don't want no more kids. And um, I we was entertaining the thing of uh, maybe me getting a vasectomy or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm down with that. So I go in there. They give us like the orientation classes, tell us what they're going to be doing. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah we're going to cut here and pull here and do so, all this stuff. Did you have it done? Then? Oh, no, I haven't had it done yet. I'm going to tell you why I hadn't had it done yet. <laughs> but I'm sitting there in the orientation class because it's mandatory. They got to make sure you're the right age. You have so many kids before they do this uh, procedure. So I'm sitting in the class. Dude's like showing pictures like we're going to do this. We're going to cut here, pull here, twist this and saw to that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm down with that. There's like, um, so you're going to you're going to put me out, right? You're going to sedate me and it's like nah you're gonna be awake for the whole thing i was like nope nope i'm done i'm i never mind yeah I, i'd rather watch. i'm out of this shit man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. i'm out of here <laughs> well do you know uh my wife was going on about it for quite a long time about me having a vasectomy and the fault of someone touching my bollocks when it <laughs> when it was nothing to do with sex yeah was just not it's not going to happen ever you know and then uh, I think after about two years she didn't nag at me she just every now and again she went well I don't really like taking the pill and stuff like that you know Uh-oh. so okay so one day I went she said to me oh you, you know and I went yeah okay I'll do it yeah I'll have it done so I uh, went to the first port calls a doctor and they put me through to the hospital wherever wait for a letter to come so uh with the NHS over here, the uh, National Health Service, they sent me to, they sort of, uh, they put the job out to a, um, a private hospital, which is not too far from me. So I've, I've gone there for a consultation. It's a lovely, beautiful hospital. You can eat your dinner off the floor. Do you know what I mean? There's no expense spared in this place. So I've gone there into this little cubicle, into this little office, uh, and there's a doctor, a male doctor and his, uh, female assistant. So this is, he's, he said to me, so yeah, you've got three children. Are you quite sure you don't want any more? Yeah, I'm quite sure. I says, so he says, okay, lay on the bed or pull your trousers down, and lay on the bed. So this woman is there as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the think, aid and like, everything. <laughs> come on, man. So, uh, I said, oh, okay. So it, it, I'm just sort of cringing the whole time, you know. I'm laying, laying back, and it, he's just having a rummage around, feeling for pipes, and mm-hmm. I don't know what they were doing really, sort of measuring me up or something. And uh, so I said, okay, yeah, you come back like a week on Monday or whatever it was. So I've got in there, week on Monday, six o'clock in the morning, booked into the place. They put me into my own private room. Oh, and it. They were going to knock me out as well, so oh. I wouldn't know anything about it. Oh, so I would have been sold if they would have knocked me. Said they was going to put me down. I've been, yeah, been, yeah. That, I, there was no way on earth I would have had it done uh, without being up, without being out. So they've uh, they've got me in this room, put me in this uh, gown, 
stripped naked in this gown. And then um, I had to choose my uh, what I wanted for lunch <laughs> when they <laughs> when they brought me round chicken or beef. <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> so I, I took out whatever sandwich I wanted, and then they wheeled me down on this trolley. And I remember being in the operating theatre, and there was like three or four people around me, stuck an injection in me. And then sort of count 10 backwards, 10, 9, 8, and it was like this whole thing just went from, from it felt like from my toes, like a rush all the way up to my head, and I was out. Oh, man. And then I, the next thing I knew, I woke up in back in my room. Yeah. And, and then I sort of... The first thing you do is you got to have a look, ain't you? Oh, you know, so like, so so you pull back the gown and you you look. Well, it was. I mean, I've never seen such a sorry state in my life. <laughs> but you know these, uh, have, do you know these like string vests you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a string vest, but pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a hole cut out. Oh man! Uh, and my little wiener was. <laughs> I had a whole cut from a wing, so I had the string vest, string vest pants or underpants with with my cock poking out of it, <laughs> and uh, all I could imagine, right, is just you know in in the um, in the theater, in the operating theatre. So do you know at work you have a laugh, don't you? Whatever you do, it doesn't matter if you're working in insurance, yeah. whatever it is you're doing, you know. Well, I can imagine in this um, theatre, they've got some kind of rogues gallery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These little Polaroid pictures on the wall. And and my cock is on there yeah, somewhere. Like, <laughs> you're on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. And I, I reckon once they put me out, they called the cleaner in, you know. Yeah. So, Doris, come and have a look at this. <laughs> And they probably called off the hospital and fucking all laughing, aren't they? Oh, you know? Don't do that to me, man, because I'm going to wind up doing this stuff and then they have to put me out, I'm going to be thinking about that shit. But look, listen, the the good, right, I'll tell you the good things, but I had a friend, I had a friend that went uh, two weeks later to the same hospital. So what happened to me, I came out of there, they gave me antibiotics and painkillers. Uh, and I never had any problems whatsoever. Maybe a slight little twinge of pain. And they said, give it, I think, two weeks before you're back in action. Yeah. And I was back in action within days. <laughs> <laughs> I was back in action. And uh, anyway, my friend of mine went back to the, went to that same place uh, for his one. And that, he had a different doctor. And when he... I spoke to him like about a week later, something like that. He was, his bollocks had gone septic. Oh no. They never gave him, they gave him painkillers, but never gave him any antibiotics. Oh, oh, that's, oh no. <laughs> so he, he was, he had pus coming out of his oh, bollocks. Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, see, see, you're talking but, me out of it now. No, <laughs> but they, but they put him out. But if you go, make sure you're Make sure you have uh, antibiotics. Yeah. But I've got another. My my uh, younger brother had it done as well, and his friend had it done, and they were both at the same place as well for some sort of coincidence. But um, my they done theirs under local anaesthetic, so they were however they were doing it, laying on a bed. They were oh, basically yeah. watching oh, a no. 
watching them do it. But his friend, his friend, his friend, they had to abort the operation because he couldn't, he wouldn't keep still. Yeah. Even though, even though they'd numbed the area, he just knew what they were doing. Yeah. See, and that's my fear because, um, (laughs) I've had, um, I had a procedure, in-house procedure on my neck that, um, pull a lipoma out of there or whatever the hell they called it. So they just stuck the needle in my neck, numbed me down real good, and they cut my neck open. And it was Oof. digging around in my freaking neck while I was awake, Fuck. man. And that's in my freaking neck. And I just told you a little while ago, I don't like that neck shit. So mm-hmm. I'm just laying there while this lady is digging in my neck. Well, I mean, my wife is in there with me. She's holding my hands. I'm trying not to cry in front of my wife. I ain't trying to be no bitch. And, <laughs> and they, I, I can just hear it. It's not like I didn't really feel too much, but I could feel the pressure and I can hear all the noise in my ear and it was fucking horrible. And so when they, we talk about the vasectomy, I want to get it done and they talking about, they're not going to put me out and I can just recall the same thing with my neck, how I was awake for that whole thing. And I ain't trying to go through that shit again. <laughs> now see, so you're missing the trick here. So you could have a whole podcast on this. Yeah. See the before, you're going into the theater. You're coming back. You, you need to record the whole thing. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe leave the video out. But um, Yes, please. <laughs> oh. I just think you've got a man up and do it. Yeah. You sound like my <laughs> wife now. How long have we been married? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I, 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 probably, I was I, surprised I even got it done. Yeah. But... uh it was all right. Oh, and the work, the other thing that was it because they said to me when I when I first went there, he said, uh, "You need to have a little shave before you come." Yeah, you know, before you go there. So, like the night before, I was, went a bit heavy on the razor, and uh, oh. after the operation, and when I was leaving the hospital, I bumped into the surgeon who'd done the operation in the reception of the hospital, and. Uh, and he went to me, oh, everything all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, and just as I was leaving, he went, nice shave job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just so embarrassing, isn't it? See, There's nothing, you know. Because um, when I was telling you about my major surgery, when I had my major surgery, um, it was on my groin area. So at the time, he was, t- I was, was going to put me out, and he was talking about, I was talking to him about the vasectomy. He's like, well, I'm going to be working in the same region. So while you're under, I can do the vasectomy. But at the time, me and my wife wasn't 100% sure about it. So right then and there, I could have been out and had all that done in one. But yeah, but what you was telling about the shaving, um, before I went in for the surgery, I asked him, I was like, do I need to shave or anything like that? He's like, no, nah, you're good. We'll do it for you. And I was just like, yeah. just him saying that. I'm like, yeah, no, why? I barely want you to do what you're doing down there anyway. Why I want you to set, shave my junk for me? <laughs> That's what they said to me. Yeah, you can you can shave if you want, or we'll do it for you. But as soon as they said we'll do it for you, I thought, no, you yeah. won't be doing it for me. <laughs> so, I made yeah. Was- no, I made no room for error there. I just, uh, I just, you know, I. Just went ballistic with a razor. Yeah. It was also sucked about that stuff. And, you know, getting the surgery down there and you do shave is just when the hair is growing back. And yeah, hair, yeah. Oh, that shit yeah. sucked so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. It was horrible. Oh, fucking hell, man. But now I know better. 
but if if they put me down, if they put me to sleep, yes, I will go in there. I'll be. I wouldn't. Yeah, even, you just need to insist on it. I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even shave. I I would not just shave down there. I would shave my legs. I shave my back, my armpits. <laughs> I had to slide in that thing. Oh man! They probably had to strap me to the bed. I'd be so smooth. Oh dear, oh dear. Now they're on um the podcast that you're on. That's uh that's uh Cave Crew, right? Yeah, it's a Cave Crew radio. I tried to listen to it before I mean you got on the air so I can kinda of pull from it, but I didn't get around to it. I was chasing this dog and Again to- it's it's uh Cave, as as the name suggests, it's a cave crew. So it's like a man cave thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you've got DK from um, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, you got you got uh, you from London, him from Canada. Then you got another guy from uh, New York, right? Yeah, you got Big B from New York, and we're basically all from different walks of life, I suppose. You know, um, and. We just meet up once a week, have a few beers, chew the fat, look over the things that are in the news, you know, the silly shit that's happening, and just just make fun of life, I suppose, in general. And it's uh, it's just you know nothing too serious, just just chewing the beer, chewing the beer, chewing the fat, and having a beer. Yeah. And that goes out every usually every Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I think it's nine o'clock Eastern time and uh yeah we just chew the fat have a good time and uh but this week we're actually recording uh on a tuesday so uh i don't know when when does your cast when you're gonna put this one out um this one will probably just come out sunday i usually put it out around sunday or monday depending on what i got going on usually it um it used to be on mondays because on sundays the walking dead would come on so oh, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd be Messing around with The Walking Dead and trying to edit, I'd be like, "Nah, fuck this! I'm gonna go watch The Walking Dead." So Do you know what? I still haven't seen the finale yet. What? But, you, um, yeah, you, you was. You I'm saving it. I'm saving it for what? Uh, what you, for marriage? Your prom? No, night? I've just. <laughs> I've I watch them. I usually download them online. You know. Oh, okay. And uh, even my little boy watches them as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just haven't got round to. I want to sit there and savor it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Undisturbed, and I just haven't got found the time to. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, to properly listen to it. So I'm going to get round to it very soon. Yeah, because I'm um I'm a season behind in the Game of Thrones right now because I think they just started season six and I haven't seen none of season five. So yeah, yeah, I got to go back through all that. Yeah, man. No, I, I need to watch that. I I haven't never got into that one yet. I've done the uh, the Breaking Bads and oh, stuff like that. But Breaking, Breaking Bad is great. Are you uh, mm-hmm. watching um, Better Call Saul? Yeah, and the, but again, I I've sort of lost touch on that. I haven't followed it too much. I watched uh, the first season, and I started watching the second season. But then I need to go back and download them all and watch them all again. You know. Yeah. Cause um I got through the first season it was pretty good um the second season just been building up on my DVR it's probably over by now because I hadn't really been keeping up with it since I started doing this podcast like um 
any free time that I might have had to where I'll be watching these TV shows. I've been trying to research this and figure out how to work this damn mixer with all these freaking buttons that I don't know what they do over here. With the um, the Breaking Bad, it was like once you get into that, you can't, you know, you just can't wait for the next episode. But um, Better Call Saul, I don't know, it's a bit slower. What do you think? Yeah. Um, because it's more about him, and it's not like uh all this other stuff that was going on with Breaking Bad. It had multiple characters, that had like Jesse and the wife and the boy, and all and, you know the drug dealers and all the other stuff. It's just yeah, Saul. So yeah, I'll, slow burn. I think yeah, it's a bit of a slow one, and I think I started watching the second season, and I was. And I was watching it, I was thinking, have I seen this already? I was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like, and that's why I sort of gave up watching it. And I thought, no, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to download the whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably watch them back to back or something, you know? Yeah. Get a big bag of popcorn and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to do too. I mean, I used to, um, when Breaking Bad <coughs> was on the air, I would watch it week to week. I think for maybe, I think... I think when I picked up Breaking Bad, I think it was already well into season two going on to season three. So I was able to watch all the way from season one to season two up into the premiere of season three. But um, I watched season three from week to week. Then after that, like for season four, I just took a break. I let it build all the way up on the DVR. Then I watched it all the way through. And then after season four, I had to watch season five week to week. I was like, fuck it. I couldn't wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I was pretty well. I, I watched basically. I watched. I think the, I'd heard about the first season after, probably when it finished. I say watched it back to back, and then started watching second season. But I was like, I think it was every because I I used to download it. It, it wasn't even um, aired over here, hmm. so I used to sort of get on the old pirate bay, Arr. and. I, <laughs> <laughs> and download each episode as it came along you know yeah and uh but i think the uh better call soul i think they've they've aired it on the mainstream tv over here now but um i'll still i'll just go and download it and yeah watch it on the tv you know i don't even really remember how i stumbled upon breaking bad i know i heard um the premise it was just like a chemistry teacher had cancer and he started selling meth and i was like huh yeah, I wonder how they put that yeah. together. Let me check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was. I think. I mean, apart from like the odd one or two iffy episodes, it was yeah. the whole lot was like uh, gold, wasn't it? Really? Oh yeah. Uh, what about uh, Sons of Anarchy? Have you seen that? No, no. Oh, yeah. Is it good? I should watch it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been invested from the first season all the way up to the seventh season when it went off the air. So, I mean, I have some kind of attachment to it. So I'm going to automatically tell you that it's freaking great. Hell. I got the daggone action figures up here on the wall and everything to tell you a little bit. <laughs> no, I think with me and TV programs as well, it's a bit like computer games. It's like I'm going to get into it. It's going to take too much time up. So I'm sort of careful what I watch. I haven't really watched a lot of uh, TV series for quite a while, really. What was the one I watched? Uh, oh, Gordon Bennett. The one that was, it's the police one in 
uh, Baltimore. What, what was that one? Oh, um, The Wire. The Wire. Yeah. Oh, I watched. I watched all of that. That, that was cool, have, man. I still that haven't was... seen that yet. Oh no, that I think that is that uh, my well, definitely The Wire, Breaking Bad, and um, the zombie one. Oh, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah, um, probably my free, uh, free favorite, and uh, obviously, um, oh, what's his name? The Mafia one. What's the Mafia oh, one? The Sopranos. Sopranos. I haven't I seen that, that either. Oh man, you've I, got I, to watch it. I haven't seen The Wire, and I haven't seen The Sopranos. Man, see, I would The Wire. The The Wire. I've got to watch Sopranos. It's just like a gem. It leaves you when it when these programs finish. It's like leaves you with a hole. <laughs> like, what am I going to watch, man? Isn't it? And like, yeah. what can ever be as good as that? Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's on. Um, I don't know about The Sopranos, but I think The Wire is on Hulu. And um, I know when me and my wife got together, I think it was actually on the air. So we were always talking about we wanted to watch it, but we never had. A, I think it was on HBO. Or whatever. Yeah, we never yeah, had yeah. that. We never had that channel. We didn't want to go pay yeah. extra for the package. Yeah. So we were yeah. like, "Oh hell, we'll wait till it come out on DVD." Oh hell, and we just kept putting it off, and we never got around to it. Well, with the Sopranos, it was. It, uh, I suppose it must have been back in around two thousand, the start of it, because we used to hire it on a DVD, and they they would send you the DVD in the post. Oh man. And so I can't remember what the company was now, but like you'd sign up for a package, like three DVDs a month or something yeah. like that. And we'd be getting these like Sopranos DVDs and like, and she'd be phoning me from work or something like that. Or I'll be at work. She'd be phoning me. She said, it's come. I've got to watch it. <laughs> and she'd watch it. I said, don't tell me what's happened. You know? And then you, and then like we would use up our like, uh, DVD entitlement for that month, you know? Oh, yeah. So frustrating. And it's funny how quickly time has moved on with that sort of thing. Yeah, you know. Because right. now you just like type in, you know, you probably get it on YouTube now. Yeah, I know. And that's just freaking crazy. I can remember um, waiting almost damn a year and a half, two years for a VHS to come out. <laughs> <laughs> now, Almost anything is at your fingertips, you know. I suppose if you know the right places to to get it from, but you know it's it's readily available anywhere now, isn't it? Yeah. But as far as Sons of Anarchy go, I recommend it. I mean, it's not on the air anymore. It's seven seasons, so I mean, you have yeah. time to freaking check it out. Yeah, yeah. What no, about I... um? What about this other show, uh, Weeds? Have you seen Weeds? I think I might have seen one or two. What is that? It's not a hospital, is it? No. No, it's um, there's a lady. She um get she gets widowed. Her husband drops dead or whatever. So it's her and her two young sons. And she just, in order to make ends meet, she starts selling weed. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So from this little soccer mom selling little dime and nickel bags. It goes from that all the way up to she being this big marijuana kingpin. Oh, that and, sounds and, good, and man. Old, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I'll, and it's off the air, I'll, too. So I think it was only, yeah. it was five seasons. And it's yeah. a whole bunch of twists and turns. I, I kind of got out of the last two seasons. But from any time I watched it, it was just like she would dig herself into this 
big ass hole. And yeah. by some kind of divine intervention, she would get out of it. And I'm just like, how the fuck is she going to get out of this? How the hell is she going to get out of this? Yeah. And she, yeah. Get, and she get out. So oh, that's good. Yeah. I think, uh, what else I used to watch? I used to watch like Dexter. Oh, man. And you know what? <laughs> I think the last season or the last two seasons, they came out. I got. To, I didn't get to see the last bit of the, um, what, it was seven seasons? So I didn't get to see the last bit of the sixth season. Yeah. And I didn't get to see none of the seventh season because I got yeah. de- I got deployed to Afghanistan. So I missed all that shit. Yeah. And me and my wife, we watched these TV shows together. And we never really sat down and made the time to go back and watch the last two seasons of it yet. So yeah. I don't know nothing about it. I never searched nothing on the internet. Nobody never told me because anytime they started talking about it, I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, no, well, like, I don't know what happened in the end anyway. I don't even know if it still runs, but I. Oh, no, it's I off. Got, it's off now. It's been off yeah. the air for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, personally, I got a bit. I just got a bit tired of it in the end, and I just thought, oh. Yeah. I lost. I just. Hands up. I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. See, but uh, I, I must go back, really. And trail over it again, you know, because I, I don't know what even happened in the end. Yeah, because I mean, I I understand what you're saying by how it kind of got a little boring or whatever. But I've invested so much from season one all the way up until what is I think it went off on the seventh season. So yeah, I, I have to I have to watch it so I can feel complete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know, I know, I I should go back really just to make it complete. But um, I might start on that tomorrow. I'm going to catch up on all these shows. I'm going to start on The Wire, and I'm going to finish Dexter. I'm going to catch up on Game of Thrones. I got I to gotta throw this shit away. I got to catch up. <laughs> and Sopranos, you got to oh, do. Yeah, Sopranos. I'm going to look it up. Shit, I probably can find um, the box set for a good price by now. I would imagine so. It's, uh, yeah. Right. It's been gone for quite a while. It was. I had one more show I was going to recommend to you. Uh, have you ever heard of a show called Nip Tuck? Yeah, I heard of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, that, that's, good. That's, that's that's a crazy show. That wasn't the one I was going to recommend to you, but it came to mind, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, you like The Wire, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was a show with uh starring Michael Chiklis. It's called The Shield. It's a, another cop drama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it all. I start again. I started watching it, and for some reason I don't know. In between seasons, I just sort of stopped. Do you know when I have these big breaks, like, like a big gap in it, and you sort of almost forget, don't you? Yeah. And and I've maybe I didn't like it enough to to continue, but I should I should go back and watch it again. Yeah, because I know that's on Hulu right now, and I have uh, the, the box set. With everything in there, I think. Do you have a Walmart out there? I know this is a silly question. No, it's not a silly question, but I think we've got ASDA, so which is a part of Walmart. All right, so that's it's like equivalent. a big grocery store that sell whatever washing machines and all sorts. Yeah, they sell you know yeah, home bottles of milk and milk and clothes yeah. and movies. Yeah, sell it. Basically, sell every. It's a big supermarket, but they sell sort of clothing and stuff like that as well. Yeah. yeah, we've got Asda and I think it's under the same company. Okay. All right, so I can I can come visit them because damn anytime I go somewhere new I gotta find a Walmart. 
I don't know what it is about Walmart, but I got to go there. I'd be riding down yeah. the highway and I see a Walmart sign. I was like, ooh, I got to stop the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I follow something on uh, Facebook, Walmart. It's people of oh, Walmart. People of Walmart. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, man, I think some of that stuff be staged. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because there ain't no way yeah. in hell. I, I've been on this earth. 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 <laughs> I've been on this earth for. Uh, 34 years now, and I've been to Walmart plenty of times, because I love Walmart. Walmart to shit. And I've never seen nothing like that in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's the areas. Yeah, maybe the got, region. You've got certain areas. We've got like um, we've got a shop called Lidl's, mm-hmm. and it's like a Germany, uh, German company. And it's like, there's no frills. It makes Walmart look like, like a five-star establishment. <laughs> and my brother said to me once oh you need to go to this Lidl's and this was years ago and so I went to this store in a particular area of London and I had to, I don't know if you, you we have to put like a pound coin in the to get your trolley out oh yeah 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 to get your, your shopping cart yeah so I put my pound coin in there and I've gone around and it was like it was an awful shopping experience. Like everything was stacked up on crates, like you know. And and I got halfway round, and I just I've just abandoned everything, you know. And I just thought I'm never coming in here again. It was just too stressful, like you know. So, but now I, I shop in there all the time. <laughs> it's a, but it's a different area. Oh, okay. And I sound like a snob, but it's a different type of people. So I think it's the same with Walmart. Maybe you just don't shop in the right Walmart to see the action. Yeah, I know. I mean, you you can um, you probably gonna have to YouTube it, but there was a guy I forget his name, and he made a music video in Walmart, and it was just like he had the um, the girls dancing and everything, and they riding around in shopping carts <laughs> and everything while he <laughs> while he rapping and everything. But yeah, it was I love Walmart. We've got a similar video over here where there's a girl, and I, I'll have to look it up and send it to you. I think her name is uh, Lady Von Asda or something like that, and she's she does basically like a piss take of the Asda shopping experience, and it's like the uh, it's the girl in the shell suit. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll I'll dig it out and I'll send it to you. But it's like you say, it's you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean. Some of those pictures on the on that website, it was like I don't. Who thought that looked? I mean, all right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these galoshes on, and then I'm gonna wear some spanks over that. And I'm gonna wear some chaps over my spanks, and a cowboy hat, and I'm gonna wear some football pads. And I was like, yeah, right, yeah this look G. I'm, I'm I'm looking good. I'm gonna go to Walmart, <laughs> or some uh, some fella, some bloke with a G string or. Dressed as a woman, I don't know. I don't know. And not that there's nothing wrong with that, but still. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's all entertaining all the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, like, i seen this one guy, Is like, he can be as manly as he wanted to be, but he had heels on. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, he's just like, big burly dude, muscles, ripples everywhere. Nice uh, polo yeah. shirt, some jeans, but he had heels on. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Well, do you know one of the funniest things I've seen? Because I'm a, like a, a train driver, obviously, on the underground, yeah, mm. in London. Well, not obviously, but that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I drive train. I drive trains on the underground in London. And uh, one of the funniest things I saw, I came into uh, Camden Town Station, which is quite a sort of cosmopolitan area. It's like, you know, you could see one minute, you just see an old lady carrying bags, then you've got a punk rocker with a Mohican, and then a transvestite standing behind him. So it's all it's all it's weird red. and wonderful. It's a very colourful sort of station. So I've pulled into that platform and there was a guy standing waiting for the train and he couldn't be a day younger than 70 years old and he was wearing pink uh, hot pants he had pink glittery shoes on i don't know if they were high heels i couldn't really remember and he had like a boob tube i don't know what you call it is it a boob tube oh hot to tap yeah yeah it's just like a little pink top to match but this is like a 70 year old bloke waiting for the train on a basically empty platform standing there like nothing, yeah this is this is no true. it's nothing this is what i wear every day and it was like what the fuck is that i don't know and but <laughs> but <laughs> that's the type of world we live in and if he feels happy doing it well then hell you yeah. know fuck it i wouldn't do yeah. it but if you want to do it fuck i wouldn't do it great you know i would <laughs> I would need I would need a hell of a lot of drinks beforehand before I would do it. Yeah, they probably had to put some of that stuff in um, <laughs> my drink that they put in my IV when they knocked me out. <laughs> yeah, and I would want a huge cash incentive as well. Yes, yes, cash <laughs> makes everything a little bit better, and it's got to be into the thousands. I would imagine. Shit, more than that. Because <laughs> I'm under the philosophy of, I mean, if you're gonna give me some money, it's gonna be some big money. Because I mean. I've been without that sum of money before, so I mean, it's not going to hurt me not to have it if I never had it before. So yeah. you wanted to give me yeah. some big money. <laughs> yeah, life changing. <laughs> yes, life changing to the point to where after I do this embarrassing shit, I can erase myself off the map. <laughs> That's it. That's the way, man. And uh, you need. It's to been really nice to talk to you. Yes, you need to sleep, sir. Yeah, I've got to be up early as well, probably yes. to take my one of my daughters to school. And uh yeah, busy day tomorrow. Yeah, so have you got anything planned? Nah, I'm just gonna go to work and drive trucks tomorrow. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well look, thank you for having me on. Man, I thank you for participating, man. I thank you for coming on. I hope my uh my dulcet tones uh Meet your podca- podcast requirements. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, it was great, man. It was great. I was like, you gave me well beyond what I was expecting. I, you, you, you shit. Yeah. This was your podcast. I was a guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really appreciate you inviting me on. It's been a, a real pleasure. Yeah. And, and lovely to meet you. And hopefully we we'll meet again soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. And I, once again, I appreciate you, man. And we stay in touch on the old, uh, on the old uh, oh, yeah. interwebs, oh, yeah. Facebooks. I followed you on both accounts. <laughs> I don't. Can I? Can I just do a, a blatant? Uh, oh yeah, advert. Yeah, yeah for yes. uh, plug everything. For, yeah, I'm just like uh, if people out there are listening to this and enjoy this, that they would uh, maybe go on and have a listen to the Cave Crew Radio, and that's available at uh, CaveCrewRadio.com. 
I believe we're on Facebook. Well, we are on Facebook and Twitter and also on YouTube. And when we're uh, recording a podcast, it's actually going live out on YouTube as well. So you can see the uh, the guys from London, from Canada and from New York and any guests that uh, we have on the show. Yeah, so uh, that's it for me. Thank you very much. You want you don't want to plug your Twitter account? You can, yes. I'm uh, at choo 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 underscore stew. I believe S T U. That's C H O O C H O O underscore S T U. Choo choo stew. Yeah, I'd uh, appreciate any new followers and and uh, yeah, give us a tweet. <laughs> All right, man. When- all right. A thousand times. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you listening. I just. No, it's been really, really enjoyable. And uh, what a nice fella this guy is. And please download his shows. They're fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to isolate that, make that a sound bite. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really, really good. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Listen. Get you some sleep, man. Be good. Real pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I'm shaking hand too. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, buddy. All right, you too. And we'll speak again soon, yeah? All right. Cheers, pal. Bye. And that was Stu, everybody. And man, it, it was a great podcast. I really enjoyed being in this man's company, listening to him talk. I love his freaking accent. I thought I was down watching um, what's dude with the, with the uh, Ruby the Soys of a Tangerine. That guy. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it was fun. I just almost hated to a point to where he said he had to go to sleep because it was, um, I think it was like two o'clock in the morning out there when he, we were recording and man, Stu, if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, I just, nothing else that I could say, but anytime you want to come back on the show, you're welcomed. If you want to do anything else, you want to nag on, drink a pint or whatever over Skype and, do high fives through the webcam again i'm all for it i'm all for it and you can follow Stu on twitter at choo choo underscore stew now i'm not talking about chew like you chew your food i'm talking about like choo choo like a train because um he's a freaking i guess it's what is they call it a trolley out there he's a trolley operator subway guy so it's a c-h-o-o C-H-O-O underscore Stu. That's S-T-U. Give him a follow. He's a good guy. Good man. Good pops. Good podcast enthusiasts. Yeah. So, we're at the end of the show, and you know what time it is. It's time for me to give my long-winded Twitter shout-outs and everything like that. So, here you go. Um, what do we got? We got the King of Olympia, and that's uh the Bobby Corgan. He's one of the hosts of the Out of the Fridge podcast. So you can follow Bobby individually at the Bobby uh Krogan. That's Krogan. I said Corgan. My bad. Fucked your name up. My fault. We ain't perfect. And then um, the podcast is the Out of the Fridge podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Out of the Fridge, all one word, dot com. That's a dot com. Did I put a dot com on the end of a Twitter handle? Don't, don't, don't add a dot com. 
is at out of the fridge. That's it. Then we got we got Randy, and you can follow Randy on Twitter at m retail slave. He is a miserable retail slave. Yeah, he's a creative podcast, and he is a bringer of sarcasm. So give Randy a follow on Twitter. We got Peter Melnick. He is a graphic designer, a writer, a podcaster. And you should give him a follow because he gave me a follow. And he's a fellow podcaster. Uh, What's the name of his podcast? The AE podcast is the um, Twitter handle. And the Move podcast is a Twitter handle. And Inside the Bat Cave. Well, there's no the, but it's Inside Bat Cave. So, yeah, he's a man of many talents. The next is Peter Melnick. He is a graphic designer, a writer, and a podcaster. And you can follow Peter on Twitter at Peter Melnick. We have Geekish Cast. You can follow them on Twitter at The Geekish Cast. We have Kate Wolf. She's a comedian, a single mother, and a dragon sorceress. You can follow her on Twitter at the Kate Wolf, and that's Wolf with two Fs. We have Dewey Singleton. You can follow him at Mr. Singleton. He is a movie critic for the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. So you can give uh, Monkeys underscore Robots the podcast a listen as well. So that's at Monkeys underscore Robots. This Monkey's Fighting Robots podcast. I just said a mouthful there. But anyway. All right. The next one we got is, is anyone there? There, there? there, And I highly recommend that you listen to this podcast. It is a uh, survival horror podcast. So it's two guys held up in this abandoned house. And every now and then they have other survivors that might get into their area and everything. And they podcast about this stuff during the uh, zombie apocalypse. So, daggone, tweet these guys. Send them your survival tips. Just reach out. Help. Let them know you're out there in the world and they're not alone. But it's a good podcast. I recommend you listen to it. And it is called, Is Anyone There? 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 And you can follow them on Twitter at Is Anyone There? 12. Good show. Highly recommended. And I want to give a special shout out to Jason Martinez. He's one of the guys that tweets me every time he listens to an episode. And I want to especially let you know that I appreciate you very much there, Jason. And you can shit, give Jason a follow. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Martinez 36. That's Martinez with a Z. I don't know if they have one with an S, but probably do. We got Jimmy George. He's a screenwriter and a film producer. So give him a follow. Maybe get your movie produced and whatnot. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Jimmy George. We have Irresponsible Mentors podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at I-M-S-P. Oh, I fucked that up. You can follow them on Twitter at I-M-S podcast. All one word. Our production company, 
You can follow them on Twitter at our production co. And um, they are a production company. They produce things. They have products that they put into production and they produce for your enjoyment. So give them a follow on Twitter. Maybe get your shit produced and productive and all that stuff. Then we have the Coop Film. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at the Coop Film. Go ahead and click on their links and everything. And get um, a feel for what they're trying to get done here. Help them out a little bit. Next follow we got is Choo Choo Stew, which was my guess. So give Choo Choo Stew a follow at Choo Choo underscore Stew. We have the DAPF podcast. And you can follow them on Twitter at DAPF podcast. And that stands for Dark Angels. Pretty freaks. Yeah. Freaking angels in dark places. Look them up. We got the, I got a follow from the Potter family. I don't know. There's uh, like three different Potter family accounts and I appreciate all of them for retweets and all that other good shit. So this particular Potter family that follows me is at the Potter family. So if you're not a part of the Potter family, you ain't shit. Nah, I'm just playing. I love you all. Don't, 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 don't isolate that and use it against me. Then we got Natasha Pearl Hansen. She is an actress, a comedian, a producer. So that's a triple threat. Probably do some more shit. But give her a follow at NPH Comedy. We have the Three Lunatics Podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Three lunatics i currently have their podcast on my queue i haven't listened to it yet but i will because i have other many many podcasts ahead of them that i said i would listen to as well and i'm not gonna just skip over the pile i'm gonna go in order and i'm gonna give as many podcasts as i can a listen until my eardrums explode and i can't hear shit no more yeah who else we got excuse me we got the rolling off track podcast you can give them a follow at R-O-T-Pod. All one word. We have the So Wizard Podcast. And you can follow them on Twitter at So Wizard Podcast. We have Starvon. She's a singer. She got a shit on SoundCloud. I don't mean to call it shit, but that's just how I talk. And you can follow her on Twitter at StarvonW. That's S-T-A-R-V-O-N-N-W. Then we got Damon Adams. He is a part of the Real Deal Sports Podcast. And you can give him a follow on Twitter at StretchTheKid24. That's all one word. We have the EMZT podcast was emtz radio but it's a podcast it's radio and it's both and you can give them a follow on twitter at emzt radio we have this week in film podcast you can follow them on twitter at twif underscore podcast and we have the dstm it's a podcast they talk about 
sports and stuff like that. So you can give them a follow at the real DSTM1. Because apparently if you put a number on the end, somebody already got that Twitter handle. So you can follow them on Twitter at real DSTM1. We got Orbit Mars. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Mars Able, which is a two Z. So that's M-A-R-Z-Z-A-B-L-E. We got Quad M Productions. And you can follow them on Twitter at Quad M Comics. We have the we have the FES gaming channel he's an up-and-coming youtuber and he's trying to get his name out there so you can give him a follow on twitter look at his videos on youtube but on twitter you can follow him at fes gaming hd we have the hopeless ramblers you can give them a follow on twitter at hrpcuk we have the one mic podcast you can give them a follow on Twitter at One Mike Podcast, all one word. We have Grant Rose, and you can give Grant Rose a follow at Tactical underscore Shadow. He is um, one of the hosts of TNA Weekly podcast. So follow TNA Weekly on Twitter. I don't have the Twitter handle in front of me, but that's the name of the podcast. TNA Weekly, not the Wrestling Federation. But you get it. Diggity. Jiggity jiggity boop. We have Josh Tam. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Tam Official. All one word. He um, dabbles in art, video games, aliens, and all of the paranormal. He draws some good and cool shit. So give it a look. We got Simon Foster. He's a singer, songwriter, film lover, strumming on his old guitar. And you can follow him on Twitter at SPFOZ Music. And we have the Three Chakus Podcast. That's C-U-C-K-O-O-S. In any case, that's a podcast. Cool. And you can give them a follow on Twitter at Three Chakus. And that's the number three, C-U-C-K-O-O-S. Give them a follow. Yay. And I think one of my highlights of the week here, um, got this uh, Twitter follow from uh, Maurice Crump. If you do not know who this man is, he is a martial artist. He's an actor. He is a stuntman and producer. It's fucking awesome. I think the first uh, movie I ever seen him in was um, The Wrong Side of Town. And it was um, a lower budget movie there. And um, I seen him. He played opposite of Jean... Uh, I was about to say Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, it wasn't fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which would be pretty cool if they these two did cross paths. But it was Rob Van Damme. <laughs> you know, the wrestler. ECW, WWE. But he played opposite of uh, Rob Van Dam and Dave Bautista. And I think Ja Rule was in that motherfucker too. But yeah, he was in that movie. He was the villain in The Protector 2 with Tony Ja. And um, he did some stunts for um, Man with the Iron Fist. 
and the reason that uh you know i bring this up as a big get as you know him giving me a follow which i appreciate very much so sir if you ever wind up listening to this podcast for whatever reason um we got into a bait online about um rebooting different shows and movies and anything or turning movies into tv series and anything like that and my nomination was blade so we were back and forth. Me, it was um the MREX uh, Movie Source podcast. It was the Story Breakers podcast, and um the Countdown podcast. It was a whole bunch of podcasts. We was all on this one thread, and we was giving um different nominations to um who was going to play Blade if um we couldn't get Wesley Snipes to do it again, or they didn't decide to go with Wesley Snipes again. But Maurice Crump is my nomination to play blade um he's a newer um action star and you know if you want to make if you want to bring something back and you want to revitalize it you want it to be fresh you know you put somebody new out there that doesn't have a lot of notoriety i mean he's probably well respected in the martial arts world but as far as movies and things like that i think if you put him out in the front of this you do like um, a Blade miniseries on Netflix or a full series like how they did with Daredevil. Because Daredevil is like almost a Netflix standard for me as far as a series go. Because that's a fucking good show. And I believe if they gave if Marvel gave Blade um, the Netflix series treatment that he would be a good candidate to play Blade. Um, some other nominations that were thrown out there was uh, Ildris Elba. Which, yeah... I mean, I could see it, but not, I wouldn't want to see it. See, with um, that nomination is, I mean, he can act, and I, I believe he's intimidating. He can play the role, but at the same time, I don't see him doing too much of his own martial arts and everything. When you have Maurice Crump here, who can do it all himself. He can do the acting and the martial arts. Another nomination, which um, it would probably be good, but... I, I'm, I'm still sold on Maurice here. So, uh, Tony Jai, somebody brought, not, not fuck, not Tony Jai, um, Michael Jai White. Somebody threw him into the mix and phenomenal martial artist as well. But I don't think, you know, he could step into that blade role. Um, he's forever spawned to me. So if they fucking reboot spawn, they better put his ass in the motherfucking lead role. <laughs> but that's enough of uh maurice crump thank you for the follow if you ever listen to the show you're awesome keep up the good work then what else we got we got uh what the untapped potential podcast and you can follow them on twitter at untap us so that's uh u-n-t-a-p-p-u-s all one word we got who we got? What do we got? Oh, uh, Sean. This is my goddamn. I guess he's my freaking show sponsor, Sean from Horribly Awkward. He recommended a um, a video for me via YouTube, and it was a um, video with an actress by the name of Maggie Carr, and it was a great video. I recommend you all check it out. Just um hit up my Twitter account for the show. And um, you'll see it's in my likes or whatever. But um, it was a great video. I think she is a promising talent. And um, yeah, 
look up the video, but you can follow Maggie Carr on Twitter at Mag the Car. That's M A G T H E C A R. She's an actress, she's a writer, she's a producer, she is a horror fan. But yeah, Maggie Carr, Maggie Carr, Maggie Carr, Maggie Carr. She's no Emily Goss, but she'll do for now. <laughs> Shout outs to Emily Goss. So yeah, I follow her on Twitter too. And that's Emily Goss. That's G O S S, like Boss Goss. You know what I'm saying? 650. That's an area code. I forget which one. So that's Emily Goss 650. Give her a follow as well. Maybe, matter of fact, if I could produce a movie, if I had my own money, my own crew, and all this stuff, I would cast Emily and Maggie together in one movie and just watch the fucking the cameras in the film explode because you can handle all their awesomeness together on one uh freaking screen in one shooting. So yeah. Next we got Florida is sinking. It's a podcast. Follow it. Please and listen, like, subscribe, do all that shit for them. And you can follow them on Twitter at FL is sinking. And the last one is awesome talk. Listen to their podcast. It's bi weekly, so you got time to listen to other podcasts in between. But you can follow them on Twitter at Awesome Talk TV. And whew, that is it for this edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. And if um I missed you on the shout outs, I know if uh I just kinda scrolled up and down and I just kinda just pick whatever first one that pop up. But if I missed you, I am sorry, but I do appreciate you. I'll probably follow you back. And um I'm probably already retweeting your stuff and touting you out to the world. So any follow that I get is appreciate it. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The fans, whoever's listening, thank you. I thank you very much. And with that being said, follow me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. You can follow the show at R R R underscore podcast. Almost sound like a, a recording every time I do that. R R R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. You can also go to my website, which is randomrobcast.com. You can find all my social media accounts on there if you click on the social tab. If you want to send me an email, you can click on the contact tab. You can send me an email. I have a voicemail line, people. Send me some random voicemails so I can stumble through your daggone Google transcripts as you heard earlier on in the episode. So that number is 304-825-5762. That's 304-825-5762. Or if you don't remember the numbers, just uh do 304-TALK-ROB. Just look at the little number pad on your freaking dollar there. Put all the letters together, make numbers and stuff, and give me a call. Leave me a random voicemail and shit yeah what else um yeah just like i said if you want to find all the stuff the facebook oh no can't forget about the facebook i'm starting to get a couple of people on there 
sending me some random posts. I like more random posts from you, the listener, the fans, whoever else is out there that can hear my melodic tones. Get on um Facebook. Go to the search bar at the top. Type in Random Ramblers with Rob. And like the page and post some random shit. Yeah, do that. Pretty please. Happy birthday. I like to see random things. And I'm done running my mouth. And thank you once again. And I'll see you next time.